and heal. So y'all not going to miss it. We're serving up doses and shots of healing, hope, and wholeness tonight. And we're looking to see you beautiful women get free. And so it's going to be super dope. And we can't wait to see you. I got my special guest. She's coming in right now. So you want this birthday. And so y'all can get y'all can get in on this conversation, right? So we can all discover, is it worth the wait? Heal, girl, heal. I got my girl, Sunny. She is the... She is the whole healing homie, okay? She's in the building, right? It's season finale, and I'm excited. And I'm just excited to have you on. Like, I really am, because you so dope. I've been following you for a minute. I think I first started following you, so I might have seen you on um, Jay Barnett um, on his page. I think y'all might have did a live or something like that, because I started um, following him after he was on the Dear Future uh, Wifey podcast. And that's where how I yep, that's how I got uh introduced with him and then I seen you on there and I was like, Oh, she dope and so I was like, Let me follow her, you know, because hey, I love I love the dope people. I love the dope people, but I love the dope people who are also for Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Because some so many times we get this stigma as Christians like that we corny. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, no. No, we got to do it for the culture and the kingdom. Come on, <laughs> come on, right. Look, that's what I'm saying. Hey, y'all, for the podcast tonight, I know there was a miscommunication. I apologize for that, but just come over to Redefining a Woman's Work. That's where we lie. Okay, listen, listen. All right, I don't own the rights to this music, but we about to get lit. I mean, yes. you know, at the end of the day, we're still people, you know, we, it's like we still people, we still women, we still, you know what I mean, we still like to have fun, we still like to have a good time, we still want to enjoy life, just because we love Jesus, don't mean that, you know what I'm saying, we over here boring, just reading our Bible 24 hours a day, not that nothing wrong with it, because it ain't, but, you know, right. we, we also know how to, you know, have a good time, and that's what we're here to do on the podcast, because right. the podcast is all about us as women coming together in a community, uplifting and encouraging each other, and becoming the best versions of ourselves and representing ourselves to the world. Because that's what we do. So, you know, you got to know the drill. Yeah, you know the drill. Hey. Hey. You know the drill. Hey. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey. We told us about to be a party tonight, and we serving up holy, healing, hope, and wholeness tonight. We got my homie. What you say? Uh, my good friend Kelly is in the building. I was gonna tell her to share to share to the bake cup because I can't do it from this page. So invite some people, Kelly. <laughs> yes, please invite some people for us because we want people in them. Hey guys, come over to the Redefining a Woman's Work page. That's where we're actually live tonight for the podcast. So I just came on here to let y'all know that. Y'all can just come over to the Redefining a Woman's Work. I got my dope guest on here. She is just so amazing, and I can't wait for you guys to meet her and what she's going to bring to the podcast tonight. You won't want to miss that. So come over here and, hey, because, you know, it's a party. You know, we getting turned up for the season finale. You know, we really want to just have a good time tonight as we are. Is it worth the wait? If that's what it's all about. Is it worth the wait? Heal, girl, heal. And you can heal with a vibe. Hey. Right. I know I do. <laughs> I know I do, too. Like, I heal with a whole vibe. Like, I'm 
Look. I'm going to the Thank you so much. I tend to do it better. I just put you to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
So I uh, see, I knew that I had to be obedient. Like, let me let me let her introduce herself because I knew it was going to be way better than what I could have did. Um, because that is just so amazing and so dope. And because mental health is something that we see so is really now being promoted so much since COVID. Because COVID, some kind of way, it revealed the need for mental health. You know what I mean? It revealed where I think a lot of people were so busy living life, so busy going to work, so busy in their routine that they didn't stop to check their mental health. And they, they got comfortable operating, like, with depression. <laughs> got comfortable yeah. operating broken. Got comfortable operating yeah. stressed out, right? And and what COVID did, COVID, since you couldn't do that, you couldn't go to work. You couldn't go yeah. out to kick it. So all the things that you might have used to mask, you know, the things that you never really addressed, now all of a sudden in your face. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. especially for our community, and that's what I love about what you do is because we need to see more people in our community talking about it, advocating for it, being passionate about it. You know, even explaining to us like why is it important? What does it even mean? Right? Because some people just think mental health. Oh, I'm not crazy, so I don't mm-hmm. need to go to no, you know I don't need to go talk to nobody. Oh, I'm not crazy, and there's a stigma, and so that's what yeah. I really want to get into tonight um, with a lot of these women because a lot of times we have in our mind what it is we envision. We want to relationships to look like this. We want marriage to look like this. We want our career to look like this. We want parenting to look like this. But we may not be equipped. We may be need we may need some help in some areas. So the first thing I really want to ask you is what really made you decide to go into the mental health field? Ooh child. Okay, listen. listen. <laughs> so, in all actuality, uh, actuality, one of the reasons I didn't necessarily know that I was going to be in the mental health field, what kind of prompted me ending up in this track was, um, I, honestly, I got a word from God um, telling me to go back, go back to school um, to pursue. Um, he basically told me that he was going to use me for marriages and for families. And he told me that he was going to use me, that people all over were going to be connected to me to heal. And so I'm like, okay. I didn't know that he was going to use it in that capacity, though. Like, originally at this time, I had just kind of re had been um, restoring my walk with God. And so yeah. at that time, I was thinking that I was doing it to be like a leader in the ministry who had – the background of helping people to uncover the things that they have been going through. Um, It was in that program that like going through that program that it exposed and uncovered so much of the hidden hell that I had. Mm. And that's what ended up like, that's what really kind of like got me like really invested in mental health and like in the healing process. But before I got into school, girl, I knew I had, I knew I was messed up. I knew I was mad. Most of the time we know. Listen, look, look, we keep it at 100. I'm telling you, I knew I was that high. Because, so I'm the baby of 15. I'm the baby of 15 children. There was so much, like, family trauma and stuff I had gone through. I had daddy issues. I had gone through uh, different types mm-hmm. of abuse. Um, I had been in a domestic violent relationship. You know, I had... At a point, I was dealing with feeling like there was no space for me. And so me yeah. struggling with identity 
and just being different and feeling like there was no space for me, all that started to come out and as an adult. And so the program yeah. is what, like, into structure, you know, his, his word that he gave me, the prophetic word that he gave me, got yeah. me moving in that direction. But, baby, I knew I was messed up before then. <laughs> Listen, a lot of so, times we do, I think we just be in denial. I think we be in denial. See, we are, we, listen, it's already getting lit. So before it gets all the way lit, I'm going to just go and do my little intro, how I always come into the podcast. So I just want to welcome everybody to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a woman's worth. I am your girl, Janelle Renee. I am the Neighborhood Healing Hope Plug. And what I like to do is I like to, I just like to serve hope, healing, and wholeness, like to, to all my sisters, like. That's just really what I'm passionate about, and I love to see my, my sisters just just healed and whole and to see you being the best version of you because I've been broken. I know what it's like to live broken and to and to be trying to hide the fact that you're broken and you're constantly putting on a mask. And it's, Even though I got makeup, but see, a lot of times we have invisible makeup and we try to hide behind, you know, titles and credentials or relationships or status and, you know, money and all of these things because we don't really want to deal with the fact that we got some things going on. And I live like that. And it was so awful. It was so awful. Like, it was so awful. I was just constantly just feel like I was at an uphill battle. Like, if I had an uphill battle, I was never getting out of this hole that I was in. I was never getting out of this dark place. I just constantly mm -hmm. felt like I was just at a plateau. And no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't get the results I wanted. And it wasn't until I decided to get serious about my healing. And I went to counseling. Because it came, it came... It got the revelation, like, listen, I can't do this by myself. I can't heal myself. And so I had to go and get help. And I and now that I am on the other side, and not to say that I still won't utilize counseling because I will, I want other women to realize you don't have to struggle in silence. Yes. You don't have to compartmentalize. You don't right. have to say that you're okay if you're really not okay. Like, it's okay not to be okay. And that is what, that's, right. that's why I, I invited you on here because I just felt like there was nobody better to talk about this topic and to say, is it worth the wait? Heal, girl, heal. Like, is it worth the wait to, not just for relationships, but maybe pursuing anything that could be major? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, is it worth the wait to deal with you? Do the work. Yeah. Go through your healing process, right? And so that's really my next question for you um, is, when you hear the title, Is It Worth the Wait, Heal, Girl, Heal, what does that say to you? You know what it says to me? Um, is it worth the wait? For me, it makes me think of, you know, automatically, right away, it makes me think of relationships, right? But like you said, is it worth the wait as far as doing the work, getting ready for what's next? So, like, when I say, is it worth the wait, I'm not saying wait till you feel like you're whole to do something but it is worth the investment it is worth the time that you get to you know discover yourself uncover yourself right so that you can learn more of yourself and when I think of you saying like is it worth the wait right away I think of is it worth me giving myself in a way whether that is an intimate relationship whether that is to a family you know whether that is to any type of relationship, is it worth me giving myself before I know myself? Is it worth me 
you know, like, of, of being further broken? Is it worth me, you know, putting myself in there? Not only am do I bring my baggage, but now as I'm traveling, I'm collecting other, it's like a magnet. I'm collecting other wow. people's baggage. Yes. So, like, when of is it worth the wait of of course i'll be honest i think of not being intimate you know what i'm saying before you know but like thinking a little bit deeper beyond that is it worth the wait yes and then no so let me say the no part i don't want i don't i think it's important that we don't let life pass us by and if you're going to be like by the pool waiting to be healed waiting for somebody to put you in 38 years. You know, it's not worth the wait. Baby, it's not worth yeah. the wait, and that's it. Like, but if you're talking about, hey, I'm on this journey, I don't want to keep this, I don't want to keep my, my uncovering and me discovering myself waiting. I don't want to keep me waiting. I don't want to keep my yes. future waiting. But is it worth the wait as far as, like, making sure that I am intentional about the direction that I go in with yes, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's what comes to mind when you say that, when you ask me that. <laughs> so as we that was so good. So what I hear you saying is is like it's worth the wait to just invest in you, invest in your healing journey, invest in knowing who you are, uncovering and discovering who you are, but that's still in motion. That yes. is still so why you're moving, right? And so maybe yes. you don't, maybe you don't, you know, jump head first into a thing. Maybe you're pacing yourself, but you're giving yes. yourself room to deal with. Like I know you spoke earlier when I asked you how did you get into mental health when you said you were a mess and you named these different issues that you knew you had. And it's like just to be able to deal with those things, you know, even if it's one at a time, right? And yes. even thinking about relationships. Because I know I dealt with daddy issues. I know, I, girl, you named your issues. I was like, oh, that's so cute. I probably, <laughs> I need, I, my list probably look like this paper right here. You know what I'm saying? Look, woo, I didn't even name all the issues. That was just a fact. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because as you get in your journey, you start to know, you start to learn more. You be like, wait, woo. Oh, my God. Like, that's an issue too? Oh, Lord. You know, so, like, well, I didn't even, It's I knew certain things were an issue. But I didn't know even more. And and honestly, as life continues to go on, you start to discover just more and more. And the big thing is, are you, you know, willing to allow yourself to discover it? Or are you just going to stay hidden? Are you going to keep suppressing? You know, are you going to continue, you know what I'm saying, to stop, to try to sweep things under the rug? You know, and I think that's the part that I, the message I want to send, like, Healing is a journey, which means, like, daily or as life goes on, be okay with uncovering and discovering there's more work to do. You know what I'm saying? And I think when we humanize that and we normalize that, then I think that's what will make the healing process be contagious. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to heal that is causing a ripple effect in everybody that's around. Yes. Contagious. So that it's not the buzzword, but it's an investment. You know what I'm saying? So it is, it is. And so, like, if we want to start talking about a specific area, like to wait in and to heal, girl, heal. Like, say we're talking about relationships, and so mentioning like something like daddy wounds. How would a person 
identify or how could they look even for themselves to say, okay, maybe I got some issues here and maybe I got some daddy wounds or some daddy issues. What would that, what would some signs of that look like? And so, okay. Um, so it will vary for some of everybody, right? Cause no one person is just alike, but when I think of a sign that a person has daddy issues, it could be they have like, um, like a like a always like this anger or like this resentment towards men in general. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it could look like um, individuals on the opposite always trying to gravitate to men, always like constantly just feeling like I want to be connected to a man or like I have to be in this girl. I'm getting excited. Kind of like getting into styles but like the idea of like you just want to be with a man or you just can't mm-hmm. be alone and then if yes. you're in a relationship see things going left there's like this fear of letting it go because again you finally have this love that you may be experiencing from a male perspective right and it's mm-hmm. a void that you feel you're looking for you know that person to help you with your identity or to help you feel whole yes. or to get some that you're worth, you're worth being with because maybe daddy wasn't there. And so in your mind, you you or worth a man's commitment or worth a man's love because daddy was never there to affirm that you are worth their presence. They were never there to speak life into you and they were never there to affirm you. You know, so like it could look like that. It can also look like just fear of getting attached to anybody, to be honest. You know, Ooh. because maybe oh. daddy, maybe you did not know your dad's name, but maybe dad was inconsistent. You know what I'm saying? And so anytime he opened up to let him in, now he disappeared again. Or, you know, anytime you felt the need to be near him or wanting to be with him, he didn't make you feel welcome or he didn't make you feel like he wanted yeah. you around. And so there are different things. It could also look like, you know, just struggling with trust and afraid to love anybody, you know, in a relationship, mm-hmm. you know. And so there's different things that. <laughs> but that see, that's powerful, though, because what you don't know, and that's why I'm glad I asked that question, because just what it did to me, maybe to do for another woman, because even though. I started my healing journey and I began to discover that I had daddy issues and in my daddy issues, I was, you, you literally spoke on like the behavior that I had. I was that clingy, clingy, always need a man, always want a man looking for a man to be like my identity, my validation, my worth, you know, and when I saw the red flags or when I knew it was toxic, you know, it's being so afraid to let it go and just staying in situations and staying in abusive situations way longer than I need to because I just needed that validation from a man because my father wasn't there. My father was inconsistent, I should say. You know, I knew who my father was. I know his name. I had spent time with my father before. However, it was like he was there one time, and then all of a sudden he would just disappear. And so I didn't know what to do with that as a child. And you don't. And so then you just grow up and all of a sudden you just have this behavior and you have this longing and this desire. And sometimes we don't recognize it in the moment. Like when I was doing it, I didn't know that I had daddy issues and this was the manifestation of it. And this is why it's so important to heal because we get ourselves in some dangerous situations. We get in some real dangerous situations when we have things like, 
daddy issues, when we have these, you know, wounds or these insecurities or we have low self-esteem and low worth, right, we, we tend to attach ourselves to things that we shouldn't, that really take away. But in our mind, right. we say it's adding to. So I think that was so good, and I think you explained it so well. And I'm pretty sure it's because it hit me. You know, so I'm like, dang, it's like she, I'm like, she on my business. What did you tell her my business? No, that's well, what I was thinking. One thing that I want to add, because for me, I realized it was like a moment where I knew I had daddy issues, but then I thought that I didn't have daddy issues, but then I discovered I had daddy issues again. And I want to kind of break this down. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I know it's all over the place, but like, it don't. It's the work. This is what the work will do to you, right? It'll help you really understand that, like, there's not a one size fit all mode of how things up oh, this the checklist, this the checklist, because it really can be so different for each person. So with in my case, so like I'll use the example how you, I like how you said it wasn't that my dad wasn't there, he was just inconsistent. And so like for me, I knew who my dad was, but he was very inconsistent. And it was like Years, sometimes I go years without seeing him or I only would see him on holidays, you know. And yeah. we stayed in the same yeah. city. And so at one yeah. point it got Me to the too. point where I knew, like, no, nah, this ain't about mama. This is about you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just reality kind of set in around middle school, right? And so it was some things that I did, I prayed about, and I did in order to open up the opportunity for him to be in my life again. Well, he did come, and this time he actually stayed he stayed for the last 10 years of his life. We didn't know that I was going to lose my father. He didn't know. And so, oh, like, in my mind, because I had went through of, like, I went through this, like, oh, daddy wasn't there. Then I had to be proactive to get daddy to come back. Now mm -hmm. daddy is actually here, and he's solid. Because, in my mind, because I forgave him in high school, I'm thinking all the daddy issues is, is, is gone. But yeah. the reality of the daddy the damage from the daddy issues had already been done. It just Ooh. didn't manifest until as I got older and then started to trace it back. Mm. So I'm sure I say that because there are moments in which we, at one time, maybe the problem is very obvious. And mm -hmm. then maybe we do some reconciliation or we do the forgiving, right? But right. sometimes what happens, the damage is already done. And if we're not aware of the damage that's already done, then we'll we won't be able to trace back what or or, or recognize how our behavior is attached to a former wound or a former issue. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But so that's what I learned in my healing journey because I knew Daddy was absent or inconsistent. But then I, it was a moment where I forgave Daddy and we was good. Daddy left, but mm. I didn't know the damage being there was already done and embedded until it started to manifest in other ways so wow that is so powerful and just look how even just the journey of life can just reveal so many things and then I think yeah. um for the healing journey because some people may not have never you know went to counseling went to therapy maybe they don't know much about the healing journey and or maybe they just have this uh preconceived notion of what they think the healing journey is so when it comes to mental health, is there ever like, okay, I worked through all my issues and I'm good, like a one and done, right? Or is it something more like what I know my counselor, she used to say, you have to look at healing, you have to look at forgiveness, you have to look at these things like an onion, where there's just layers. 
And so there may be an area where you feel like, okay, I've overcome or I've healed or I've forgiven. But then there's this other area over here where it's still like, no, I'm still struggling over here. And I, and I will be frustrated. Me personally, yeah. in my health journey, I would be frustrated because it would, it would almost make me feel like I'm not healing. It would almost mm, make yeah. me feel like, you know, that it's not working. So I want to kind of, you know, see if you can just talk about that a little bit. Just, so maybe for someone who decides they want to consider, you know, to go yeah. to get some um, therapy or some counseling. And so their expectation can be realistic and they don't get discouraged because, you will, you know, you will go through those ebbs and flows in your healing journey where it's an, it's an up and down or it may seem like you got an extreme high this time and then you got an extreme yep. low that time. So just tell us yes. professionally, like, you know, what that journey looks like. Well, I love what you said about the onion, you know, because it is about like peeling the layers. And I also love what you said about having this be, be realistic in your expectations and don't, not thinking that it's a one and done. My thing is that healing happens over sessions and seasons, okay? Mm, I feel like healing happens yeah. because if you if you think that what happened will, well, if you think that it's going to be one and done, you will set yourself up and get frustrated because healing hurts. I don't care what nobody mm. says. The damage is already done, but the, re the reality of it is healing is not a fun process. It is a hurtful process, but it produces beautiful results. I like to say mm -hmm. healing is a process that produces beautiful results. It's one of those things yeah. that entails growing pain. In order to heal, it takes courage and commitment. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. what happens is I like to look at life as like a spiral. A lot of times we think of life as like this heal and then it drops and it heal and ebbs and flows. I like to look at life as a spiral because sometimes if you put it upwards, okay, but like, you know how like in a spiral or a staircase, a circular staircase, you go around, but sometimes you come around, but you're at a different level because you've done the work, but it's mm -hmm. still in this, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. if you look at it like a staircase, it's like, okay, we know when we're, just think of earth, right? We know we go through four seasons. We go through winter, fall, you know, spring, summer. And although we're going through winter, fall, fall, uh, winter, fall, spring, and summer all over again, it's a different year. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And it's just a yes. time. And so I think if we look at it like, oh, well, yes, it's a journey, but it doesn't mean that you're not making progress, and it doesn't mean that you haven't grown in that area. It just means like, okay, this is another layer at a different level that you may be uncovering. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so um, I, I would like to encourage for anybody who, if they were thinking about therapy, I go do it, one. <laughs> Please yeah. do. Let's do it. Please do. Right. I did it, and I probably am about to do it again because, like she said, I think it's a lifelong journey, different seasons. Yeah. You know, you, you just – and I think it's just good. It's almost like with your car, right? Your car can be working fine, but then all of a sudden your light come on and you need an oil change. It doesn't mean your car is not working or that it's malfunctioning. Right. It just means it needs maintenance. So I even look right. at, I even look at, you know, mental health and healing. Like, yes, I may have dealt with the major issue. Maybe I did have need a new engine. <laughs> maybe I did need a new transmission. You know, maybe I needed a whole new body. You know what I'm saying? Maybe whatever. But now that I've done that major work, mental health, I still need to do 
that maintenance, right? That oil, that that I need to get that oil check, right? Because I think a lot of times, you know, because we be so impulsive and we're so impatient, and and we don't want to fulfill the entire journey. Or it's like when you get a prescription, and we know if you get a prescription and it say take the entire prescription for however yeah. x many yeah. days, but the moment you start yeah. feeling better. You stop yeah. taking that prescription, right? And I think that's what a yeah. lot of people do with even their mental health. They feel like, oh, I'm not depressed no more. Oh, I'm not stressed no yeah. more. And I don't need it no more. So it's like really just explaining how you still need that maintenance, right? That mental health maintenance to check in where maybe yeah. you got married. Maybe you had a baby. Maybe you experienced a loss or maybe you got a promotion. Anything can really trigger you to need to have to go and reevaluate like where you are mentally or how you're processing. Right. Right. And the other thing about that is, see the, the thing about, from what I've observed, we do better by not waiting till there's a major issue. Stop waiting for a crisis to check in. Like do, you know, like the goal of therapy and when you deal with the major things, you want it so that you are constantly improving your behavior, your daily navigation, how you're handling life, how you're handling emotions, so that you don't have to keep going all the way down just to come back up. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Something's, I can catch it before I hit the bottom of the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Come on. And so the goal, I love what you say, and that's what I always say about the whole, yes, we. you may be in, sir, I like to think of like, this healing journey is like a hospital, right, in which you may come in for intense, not it's time for surgery, right? You know, you might have mm-hmm. you might have been in a crisis where you end up on an inpatient unit or you end up in surgery, right? Okay, but now after you go to surgery, you do, so before surgery, there's like a pre-surgery process, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you go to mm-hmm. surgery, but afterward, they call that post-op. Okay, yeah. well, maybe that is. We get you to do a little bit of like a, 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 a intensive outpatient kind of thing where you're maybe you're seeing a therapist once a week or you're seeing a therapy twice yeah. a therapist twice or you're going to group and seeing individual therapists. But then maybe you get to a point where you've got enough skill, you've processed enough, you're able to sit with yourself and it. You're able to kind of build up some of that emotional intelligence. Maybe your coping skills have increased, and now you're able to, oh, okay, I'm becoming a little bit more aware of what are the signs, what are the triggers, what are those things, what does that feel like, what am I feeling, so that way I can pay attention, and I don't. it doesn't have to come, become this big crisis. So now you're doing the point where you go from, like, a couple times a week to maybe it's bi-weekly to, like, once yeah. a month to, like, whatever, you know. And the goal of it is we want you to be self-sufficient. But with self-sufficient not meaning, like, you don't need nobody, but self-sufficient as a way, like, okay, I'm not liking this, but I, I can sit through this emotion. This emotion is not going to take me out. I know what to do when I feel these things. I got yeah. some coping skills. Okay. I, I think I need to bring in a little bit of reinforcement. I need to use my support group for this. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, I love what you said about the, you know, like, maybe it's not a major repair you have, but you want to do the maintenance. I think the more we're committed to maintenance, the less, the less, Times we'll constantly be having to go into crisis mode, you know. Um, but healing is a process. I do believe, though, I'm going to say this. 
I do believe that you can be healed in certain areas and still healing at the same time. So I think you can be healed mm. from an aspect but still be healing. And it doesn't take away the work that you've already done. You know what I'm saying? And so I think sometimes when people wow. hear this idea, I'm like, man, I'm never going to be healed. I'm never going to be whole. I don't believe that. I believe when we get to the point of realizing that, like, wholeness entails, like, understanding who we are, knowing that we, we're complete yes. because we have God. We, we've owned our identity. And whatever yes. it is that we feel like we're it's going to come from the Father, not from a person. So it's like, I feel like wholeness is something that you receive, but that it, the goal is to walk in your healing. I believe that we're already Ooh, healed, that's good. but we have to walk out. You know what I'm saying? And how do we know how yeah. whole you are or how, how healed you are? How are you showing up? How are you maneuvering through life? Ooh, how are you wow. Ready? How are you showing up? How, yes. How are you handling other people? You know, like, where is that stuff? Where is, where, what are you rooted in? You know what I'm saying? And I think, so I'm yes. one of those people, I probably, people probably would come for me for that, but I believe that wholeness exists once you receive certain things and you come into the knowledge and understanding of certain things and you demonstrate the healing that you have by walking in it. So, yeah. Yes. Man, that is so good. Look, you didn't preach the whole sermon, girl. I'm like, wait, where is my offering? Let me find me an offering place, you know, so I can go ahead and get an offering for you, girl. Because this is stuff we need to talk about. We need to normalize these conversations. And we need to normalize, like, being whole and not feeling like this is just how I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you have a lot of people, and I know that's, like, my ex, like, that was his favorite thing to say. You know, he like, I done been like this all my life. This all I mean, but just because that's how you've been, don't make it okay. Where you, every time you cutting people, you know what I'm saying? You mismanaging people. You mishandling people. You're wounding people, right? And you want to make an excuse and say, but it's just how I've always been. That don't mean it's okay. You don't get a pass. And that's something that I think we really need to, like, hone in on because too many times people use that excuse. Like, oh, well, I, I'm 50 years old. You know, I've been like this all my life. You've been, you didn't need to be healed all your life. You know, and it's not okay to think that you're un you you're not one to address your issues is affecting other people, and it's mm -hmm. damaging other people, and that is the danger of not being whole or not going on your healing journey is that when you even in a romantic relationship, because I want to kind of uh, for us to go in that direction for a minute, it's like when you try to rush to get in a, a romantic relationship and you're unhealed. It's like hurt people hurt people, and there's going to be yeah. collateral damage. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. no matter how hard you try, no matter how much you love somebody, no matter how much you like somebody, it's like the fact that there are parts of you that are wounded, that are, that are unhealed, there is some damage there, and you're going to respond and operate and show up out of that. Yeah. So let's talk about, yes. like, the danger of not being healed but trying to go into, like, a romantic relationship or a marriage. Yeah. So one of the things you said that, that I was going to say, when you said when people say, you know, I've been like this all my life, my my next follow-up question always is, well, if you've been like that all of your life, how has being like that been beneficial? How has being like yeah. that all your life been beneficial? 
And they don't need to answer that. That's a question they need to answer that for themselves. But, like, people often use this. I've been like this my whole life. Well, how has that been beneficial? How is that? Because you can be like this all your life, but you can also be bleeding on everybody that's been around you, too, you know? And so, like, definitely, Absolutely. yes. Somebody said unwanted baggage, yes. Like, just because you've been like Come that on. doesn't mean it's been beneficial for you to be like that, you know what I'm saying? And so I think that's a, that oftentimes is something that people say when they haven't done the work, they're not trying to do the work, and they're content with where they're at. And in that case, sometimes you just got to let people be, right? Um, but asking your question, answering your question about the dangers of going into relationships, or marriages, or trying to get into romantic situations when you're not healed. Honestly, it's very dangerous, baby. Look, when you get into relationships or you start to pursue, you know, like certain things romantically when you are not healed or haven't been healing you can end up with a reminder you can use a moment <laughs> that becomes like a reminder of a season that you was in you know what I'm saying and what do I what do I mean by that I've been in situations where me being pregnant you know me having children was coming from a place of brokenness or just allowing myself to mm. get in that space was brokenness. And so although I love my children, right, what can happen is you can have that – You it, it becomes a thing where you have to be conscientious of making sure that whatever is in your face or whatever season you may – whatever you might have got into doesn't become a permanent reminder, you know, of the season that you were in, especially if it, if you don't if you don't feel like you've had the constant tools, you know what I'm saying, to navigate certain situations. And, and I want to make sure I say that the way I'm I'm trying to communicate it. When you get in relationships, especially marriages, marriages don't they don't make problems they appear. Mad they you know what I'm saying? Whatever is in you will be mad about it. I don't know what else to say. Relationships really expose what's in you, right? What you choose expose where you're at in that moment or what you think about yourself, what you settle mm. for, what you think about yourself or where you're at in that moment. It, it exposes Ooh. your fears. It exposes your thought process towards others. You know, um, being in not doing the work prior to getting a relationship, again, you begin to bleed on people who didn't even cut you. And sometimes we get into trauma bonds, you know what I'm saying? We get into things in which choosing from a broken place and not from a wholeness place, you know, or a wholeness mind. It's so many things. And so what happens is you sometimes you create more baggage and then you end up in a situation where if two broken people come together, and they're not both committed to being whole, my God. or they're not both committed to doing the work. That's right. You still won't heal you. Love is the issue, and it's like no, your lack of understanding, or your lack of doing the work, or your lack of commitment, or the lack of discovering yourself is the issue. Not love itself. Wow. Love ain't failing. It is the lack of what we haven't learned. It is our lack of not understanding. It's sometimes we haven't taken the time to date ourselves. 
before we dating somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. That's what I be doing. <laughs> Look, we have a miss. Our definition of love can be can be tainted. You know, when we haven't done the heal process, we don't even know sometimes what we're looking for. You know, sometimes, and I think I've said this before, I know somebody's on the live, I'm really big about, like, how do you give love if you haven't received love? How do you give love if you yes. don't know how you like to be? Right? Like, so, do you know how to communicate? Right. How do you receive love? Do you understand how to give love? Do you understand the fact that people can give and receive love in different ways? Each person that you connect with, right? Come so on. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I that mean, is so on good on. because I don't think we, at least I never thought about that until I got on the other side of my healing journey. I didn't know, like, that people, like, the way I receive love may be different than the way my significant other is receiving love, right? I didn't know that. I didn't know that you know, the way I interpret love can be very different from the way they interpret love. My definition of love, because in your mind, I guess you think it's just an all-inclusive, you know what I mean? Like, it's love is love. And so I didn't think of those things. And I love what you say, because we got to go back there, because girl, I was about to run out of here, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm on podcast, I can't leave. When you said, some, when you're unhealed and you get into relationships, it is a reflection of where you are at that time or even what you think about yourself and the choices that you make. And I think that is so profound because I remember when I had to do an inventory, I was on my healing journey, and I really had to do an inventory of the type of man that I was consistently choosing to be in a relationship with. And what was interesting, it seemed like I was dating the same man with a different face. They have very similar characteristics. They have very similar issues, right? They were all broken, and I really was looking for a project, if I'm being honest, you know, because I was so wounded myself. I was looking for validation and being needed and and wanting to fix somebody. So I was I was constantly attracting and getting in relationships with these broken men with all of these issues that had the inability to be emotionally available, emotionally intelligent, could not even give me love, probably never received love in their whole life either. So I was setting myself up for failure, but, but there was something in the broken me that mm-hmm. felt comfortable continuing with that familiarity so I was repeating this cycle over and over again and it wasn't until I got healed so I figured out I didn't even know what I wanted in a man before I got healed I didn't even know I didn't even know what I was looking for I didn't even know what I needed in a man because I was so busy settling for whatever Mm. because I just wanted a man I just wanted to be in a relationship. I just wanted to be, you know, to say, okay, bae. You know what I'm saying? I got bae. You know, we, you know, you got, I got a man. Cause it just did something for me, you know, internally. It was filling a void, but really, I didn't even know. So I was accepting anything that a man was giving me. And my last relationship, yeah. that thing nearly took me out, like in real life. And the red flag was there, but for some reason, I was so broken. I mean, and they were up in your face red flags. They weren't, you know, some insidious, you know, they were very, they were overt. They were not covert, but I still ignored them because mm-hmm. I was so broken that I was okay with getting a piece of a man. 
Mm -hmm. Then to sit with mm -hmm. myself and to go through my own healing journey to learn to love mm -hmm. me because that was another thing I discovered. Well, the reason why I'm accepting everything other than love from this man is because the reality is I don't love me. Mm. And I was like, when you were, it is this that would drove me to have to start redefining a woman's work. It's like, this was, it was so profound. I'm like, I'm this age and I'm just figuring out. I didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know my mm -hmm. own identity. I didn't love myself. I was broken. I was constantly choosing broken men. I really just was wanting a fixer-upper project mm. because I really had no clue to what it was I not just wanted but needed in a man. And I mm -hmm. didn't know how to really give love. And I, mm -hmm. I didn't even know how to receive love. And that was mm -hmm. scary because I'm like, if the right man came along, would I receive him? Mm. So let's talk about, like, what if you not healed, but maybe a person come along and they are more healed, though. Maybe they're healed. Maybe they've done the work. And you try to get in a relationship with them. Like, how would that look? You know, how would that work? How would that affect you? Like, would you be able to, as an unhealed person, to receive love? Would you be able to maintain it? Would you self-sabotage? Like, what does that look like? Because I think a lot of times you think you're more healed than what you are. And, you you know, I would say being connected to somebody who is, like, more healed than you are, and I say that, I, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of getting a feel for that, thinking of that thought, you know what I'm saying, like, being with somebody that's more healed than you are, because, I feel like what happens is we all have different levels that we have to heal from or different things that we have to heal from, right? And so what I, when I think of somebody, you know, being with somebody that's quote-unquote more healed, what I'm wondering is, is it more that they're more healed or that they've matured more enough that they are able to be more emotionally present, you know what I'm saying? They're able to be, they're better at being the case. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. They're better at being. Yes, that's what I'm saying. People to be human, you know what I'm saying? They understand that nobody is perfect. They understand the exchange of being vulnerable, but also having trust, but also being able to depend, but also be be able to be depended on. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when I think of two people getting together, where well, one is maybe more mature in a certain area than the other, it could look like self sabotage, but it could also look like, wait a minute. You are help. I'm learning that I got more work to do. Wait, you know, and so like it could look like a person leveling up. You know, it could look like a person being like, I like this person, and this person is doing something and making me see myself in a way that I I wanna I wanna be better. Wait a minute, let me be better. And even if you're not going to be with that person, that that was that was really like my next question. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah. So, like, even if you're not going to be with that person, any opportunity you have that exposes yes. what's in you or who you are or a, a way that you can grow, take it as God doesn't waste an experience. You know what I'm saying? Because my goal yes. is to – because I, I realize that humans are always evolving. So, yeah, we might not work, but I'm going to – Not okay, right now, buddy. I'm on the podcast. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Maybe 
maybe yeah maybe i maybe I'm not going to work out with you but one thing i can take away the fact is now i know how to be a little bit more assertive in my communication i know how to speak up and say no i don't like that or yes i do want this or no that wasn't yeah. okay and I, I i'm able to communicate my needs now you know what i'm saying so like i think is it possible for a person who's really healed to be with somebody who is healing? I think absolutely, because I think everybody's always healing, to be honest. Like, there's always something you discover. But I think yeah. the real question is, is it safe or is it wise to be with somebody when you've done the work mm-hmm. and somebody who refuses to do the work? That's a difference. That's a different story. You know what absolutely. I'm saying? Absolutely. Because I, and then people are like, well, they should be this and this and this. Well, we're always kind of evolving. So I, I want to know what their mindset is like. I want to know what their behavior is like. You know what I'm saying? I want to know, yeah. well, are they actively engaged in it? You know what I'm saying? Do they understand that I'm a work in progress, but that doesn't mean I'm not worth it. Just because I'm a work in progress, that doesn't mean Come I'm on. not worth it. And so I think we have to be very careful about tossing people away who we don't feel like are the epitome of what we feel like. You know what I'm saying? what we've done so i'm not yes, gonna say but i'm so glad ever- this is the road you went down honey that's what i this is what i wanted but, to hear but i will say this i think it's important very important to be with somebody who understands that they have had issues and that they have actively engaged in trying to solve those things you know yeah. when people have like oh no i'm I've never been through nothing. I've never had anything. I'm this, that. I think that's to me will be kind of scary because it could be true. Maybe you haven't gone through anything that was so detrimental that it makes you like, oh, I really yeah. realize I struggle with communicating love. Like maybe you haven't been through that experience. Does it mean you're not worth it? No. Yeah. But my question would be is like, what is your idea about what if we do have something that happens in life? Are you okay with realizing, like, man, I gotta go back to the drawing board because this is some stuff I got to work mm. on? Are you willing to be vulnerable enough to communicate your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts? You know, do you have a sense of being able to be, um, you know, like emotionally stable in certain certain capacities? You know, like it's a lot of different factors. So I hope that answers your question. <laughs> I'm just glad. See, you you was in this. You was right in the vein because you know we at 10:33 just first of all, foremost because I do want to honor your time. I know we got started a few minutes late. Um, yeah, so it's, it's yeah. 9:35 your time. It's 10:33. Right. Okay. So I I asked that question because I know for me, even though I started my healing journey and I knew that I was healing in areas and I knew I was learning and I knew I was discovering and I knew I was now getting tools to be able to show up properly and show up the way I wanted to and to be able to give in a relationship what I wanted. Then I still was struggling, though, with because I've never, to be honest, you know, and I'm about to, because that's what we do here. We keep it hot. We keep it honest, open and transparent. Me, personally, I've never dated a healed man. You know what I'm saying? If I'm honest, I've never even dated a Christian man. And I've been a Christian mm-hmm. for a long time, but because I was so comfortable with dealing with guys from the street and from the world, that's mm-hmm. just what I tended to gravitate to. And those were a lot yeah. of the times, again, those were the broken ones. Those were the ones that had all the issues and, you know, all the wounds. And it, and, and so now that I am on the other side of healing, because I've never experienced being in a relationship, 
with a healed man, with a man who has done the work, with a man who is emotionally intelligent and available. The idea of it at first was scary. And I had to ask yeah. myself the question, would I be able to receive it? Even mm. though that I may have the tools and I have the capacity to, yeah. but would I be able to receive it? Would I would I accept it? Would I recognize it? Because, again, I've yeah. never experienced it. And I think those are real questions. And that's why I ask that yeah. because even even with me being healed, I know I'm not at the – because, like we said, it's an ever-evolving journey, right? I'm sure there's still areas. But even yeah. if a person never had the experiences I had, you know, could I, you know, could I be in a relationship and be confident in that? You know what I'm saying? You and I think that's something that because you've done the work, you we have to that's a part of our healing journey, learning to be confident in the progress and the, the growth we've had, right? Like learning it, it it reminds me of this thing of like when I first like renewed my walk with God, right? One of the things mm-hmm. is I had to learn because this is a this is a topic for a different podcast, but one of the things God was teaching was, like, when I'm in my private time, the work I'm doing, the times he's speaking to me when I'm not in church, the times that I'm spending with him, I've been so committed to that intimate relationship building with God that I had to learn how to trust the God in me so I didn't become reliant on whoever was in pulpit, the pulpit or whichever house I was under or whichever shepherd I was under because in the past I had experienced church hurt, right? But what it was teaching me was yeah. like, you've done the work, so trust that you 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 can trust the God that's in you. You don't have to have your bishop's religion. You don't have to have relate. You don't have to wait for somebody who's more seasoned to come tell you a word that I've already spoken to you. You can use discernment for yeah. yourself. You're not a baby. You can you can get off you can get off the milk and go to meat. And so don't think that your work. You can't trust the work you've done. You know what I'm saying? And so with you, when you say, yeah, oh, man. That's good. I even, first of all, give yourself a little credit. You can take a chance on trusting the work that you have done to grow, whether it is mentally, emotionally, you know, spiritually, heal-wise, whatever the case is. Take, bet on you. Bet on, you know what? I have built a relationship with myself. I I'm my biggest keeper. You know what I'm saying? I got my back. Girl, I got you. Yeah. I got you. I look in the mirror. Girl, I got you. Don't nobody else have you. I got you. So what I'm going to do is. I'm, I'm, a, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that. Okay, I just want you to know. I'm, I'm doing you that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I'm not going to. Look, sis, we're not putting ourselves in this, in this kind of position because I love you and I got your back. And if don't nobody else look out for you, like, like I'm going to look out for you. I'm going to look out I'm going to hold me down. So, so what does good. that mean? That means. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to keep it real with myself. I'm not going to betray myself, but I can trust myself too. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to stay in a position. I think it's important to stay in a position where you can still always be a student in life. You know what I'm saying? Because a student in life yeah. realizes that they learn more, that every day is a new opportunity to learn more about themselves and those around them. But don't you don't have to pretend like you in kindergarten when you didn't already got a master's degree or you don't have to pretend you know what i'm saying so like trust the work that you've yeah. done 
and, and, and know that, guess what? I'm not the only one looking out for me because I'm rooted in God. God got me too. So as long as Amen. I stay consistent, he's going to leave me. As long as I stay in communication with God, he's going to tell me. Yeah. Or, okay, you know. But, look, I, I went off on the tangent, but I really do think. And that's okay. It was, something, it, was, <laughs> it was, no, because I really think when you said, like, your fear. And I'm like, well, that's something that will keep you. Fear will keep you, you know what I'm saying, acting in ways or afraid to trust. And it's like, girl, trust the work you've done. If you've done the work and you know you can see the growth, trust the work that you've done that you can utilize. You're gonna, you, you'll know. You'll know. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. And if it's yeah. not, it's okay, too. You, you've done the work to be able to say, this is not it. I'm sorry. This not going to work. Whatever yeah. the case. You know what I'm saying? That is always an option. You know what I'm saying? I think that when we think about that kind of stuff, we will realize it is always an option. You have the right to change your mind. You have the right to change Come your on. mind. You have the right to change mm-hmm. I saw it, but that's not. You know, so, yeah. It's, I think it's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, Lakeisha Pittman, she asked a question. She says, what does heal look like? What does heal look like? Well, she I'm, like, I'm she, sure she means what does healing look like? No, well, heal. So, look, I don't know if Pittman is asking this question because heal actually is an acronym. I don't know if you knew that. Okay. I was telling us about the acronym. Yeah, so heal stands for honesty. Examination, action, and okay. love, and I believe that in order for you to heal, you have to honestly examine, act, and love. And so when you get in that process of being honest, like when you start being honest, it's hard to heal when you're being deceptive to yourself or to others. Because if you think yeah. you're healing, but you're steady hiding things, you're not uncovering anything. You're just turning it over. You know, so you're just turning it over. You just keep mm, asking it. That's good. What does heal look like? Like do you see these characteristics in this person? Is, is this person honest? If they're not honest, well, that's a sign they ain't healing. To me, if you ask me, you know, you know, do they, Come are on. they willing that's to do basic. some stuff? They're not willing to examine themselves? Okay, well, they know. You know, are they willing to take action? Yeah. Do they take action? Or do they act on the things that they say they're going to do? And then love. How do they demonstrate love to themselves? I'm looking at how you love yourself. I want to know how you love your mama. Then Ooh, I really do. Oh, how do you do that? But not, that's that's what we talk about in the relationship. But as it talks about with the person, I want to know how committed are you to being in either one of the phases? Because healing is not linear, but it is something that you got to yeah. be willing to do. So, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> I hope good because you know. Yes, I hope I hope we she answered your question. If she didn't, if you can uh, elaborate on it and ask it again, um, if she didn't. But um, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, because that was excellent. I never heard that um, heal acronym like that. I think that was super dope. Um, I'm probably gonna need you to say it again so I can write it down <laughs> uh, because I use all the tools. No, I'm serious. Um, because one thing about it is. Healing, like you said, is not linear, and then it's different for everybody, and it can look different for everybody. And I know one of the ways in which I knew I was healed when it came to romantic relationships in general, because like I said, 
I was the one who was so clean. You always wanted to and needed to be in a relationship and needed a man that was looking for a relationship to bring me some sense of identity. So for me to choose to say, I don't need a relationship to define me, right? I don't need a man to validate me. I'm validated because I am who God created me to be, right? Because I know that when God created me, he said it is good. I know that my identity is in Christ Jesus, right? And I know that the woman that I am is the woman God created me to be, to do what God created me to do, right? My my identity now is no longer in a man. And then when I was able to really sit down and define what it was I wanted, which was able to give me reference. So now when men approach me, even if it's a man who's fine, you know what I'm saying? Even if he got, got it going on, you know, whatever, if he's still not lining up with my non-negotiables, if he still yeah. is not able to meet those things that I need, that I still can say no. And for me, that was big because I was the person who would, who would always betray myself. You know what I mean? Like you said that. Or who will always compromise and say yes when I mean no. You know, or just because yeah. I'm getting some attention because I used to always mm-hmm. be seeking attention. And so now I don't need that attention from a man. I don't need a relationship. I'm content. Like, I'm happy. Like, you was talking about Good. dating yourself. Oh, I take myself on dates all the time. I love me some okay. me, okay? Like, I get I get all dressed up, and I don't be about to go nowhere. My kids are like, Mom, like, why? Why are you putting on makeup? Why are you dressed so fancy? Where are you going? Because I can. Because I want to. Because this is how I want to love me. Because I want to show up for me. Because I want to look good for me. I don't, I'm not looking for no attention. I don't need no man. I don't need nobody in today to tell me I'm beautiful because I'm going to tell myself I'm beautiful. And for me, that's big because I come from avoiding the mirror. I come from not even wanting to look at myself in the mirror because I just couldn't, I just didn't like what I saw. And so when it mm-hmm. came to my healing journey, I knew I was healed because the, the very things that I used to lean on, I didn't need them yeah. no more. Yeah. I you didn't know, need them no more. I love it was two things that you, it's, it's something you said, and I, and then I, it's two things that came up. Well, we're scared of like, you know, I don't even know if, it, if I can find a heal man or team, when you were saying something about trusting yourself, I always have told people like, you want to know if it's something that you maybe should give a try or maybe not look for residue from your former relationships. If that person has similarities, mm. right. If it look familiar, if it look familiar, don't do that it. That could be a sign. You know, it's like, hey, and I'm not gonna say you don't do it, but that could be something to take a look at. If you know now, as a healed person, that you're, you know, that yeah, you know what, the type I was choosing wasn't working for me. If you're finding similar, very similar characteristics in the new person, then it's like, if it look familiar, I already did this before. You're just, it's the same yeah. things in a new. So I would say pay attention to if it doesn't look familiar. Does it feel familiar? Because if it feels familiar, then that means you probably already experienced that, and that's what you're trying to get away from. So, like, is it new? Because now you're new. Now your mindset is new. You know, you, you've you navigated yeah. through new paths. You understand some new things about yourself. You are now going after some new behaviors, and you don't act the same way. So I wouldn't think that the same the things that you were attracting before – You'll track now. However, just in case somebody slip through, because we know Ishmael will come before Isaac. <laughs> it's always an anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but I will say, 
yeah, you know, just pay attention to that. And, you know, just, just watch that. But the other thing you said, Janelle, that I think is important is, you know, we have these ideas of, like, having a list. You know, every girl got their list of what they want and they boo, this dream person. My question Sometimes that list be so long, long you be like, is there a such thing? Did I create this in my whole mind? <laughs> right. That too, but then here's the other thing. What I would do is this. In what season of your life did you write that list? What was your mindset mm-hmm. like when you wrote that list? How whole were you? Yeah. How how broke you at the time when you wrote that list? So I almost want to tell people write a new one. If you didn't done the work and you didn't, you didn't have this new, write a new list because you're looking for old things. You're looking for a person that was in the you're the the new you is looking for a person that the old you felt like they needed. So look, Ooh. maybe maybe some. Say that again for the people in the back. Just say that one more time for the people in the back. They might didn't hear you. (laughs) But no, seriously, you, I would be careful, and I would say, write a new list. After you've done the work, you've done the healing journey, you've been on this thing, write a new list. Just write it again. It doesn't have to be a new list, but write down what it is you're looking for. And I say that because you may be looking for an something that the old you wanted. You know what I'm saying? You may be looking for yeah. the person that the old you, the broken you, the unhealed version, the, the person who didn't know they had daddy issues, the person who didn't know they had low self-esteem, the person who didn't realize that they self-sabotaged, the person who don't know how to be vulnerable, whatever, that person, that was who that person wanted at that time. And so I always mm. just, write, just write down what you want. And if there is some, there's some overlap, then that probably means that that's truly what your heart desires and that's truly what you need. But if it's totally different, I would that's be like, huh. Hmm. <laughs> okay. You want a whole new man. Lizzie, you want a whole, yeah. you want a whole different man. Yeah. You, you just, you, you, and I say that because a lot of times we don't know where we're at when we're asking for things. We're asking for things Ooh. that we sometimes think will good or that will fulfill us. But we haven't done the work to try to fulfill ourselves. We haven't built that relation, that linear relationship God, to get the fulfillment. We haven't searched the word. We haven't, you know what I'm saying, let those things which yeah. are external become the things that we, you know what I'm saying, we're built on. And so, I mean, internally, so just a thought, that's all. <laughs> It was a great thought. I think it's a great thought, and I think it's something that a person may not know. Like, I have wrote my list several times, but what was interesting is all the dating that I was doing prior to ever writing a list, I never had a list before. So that was so interesting. Mm. So I was dating, and I never really had a reference or an idea of really what I wanted in a man, which is dangerous. Yeah. You know, and it's not to say that you have to, like, have this long, elaborate list. It got to be, you know, two or three pages long um, because I think then we go off into unrealistic expectations. And then we have this high standard that maybe no one can really achieve. And so now you're doing yourself a disservice thinking you're holding out for this unattainable, unrealistic individual that you made up in your whole mind. So I think it's important (laughs) that even when you're – be sober – in your thinking when yes. you create your list. Like, be sober. Yes. Because a lot of times what we want ain't really what we need. 
I have heard story after story of, of women who say that the man of God that the Lord brought to, into their life was the complete opposite of what they had on their list. But what they found was it was exactly who they needed. It wasn't yeah. who they wanted. And a lot of times we have we have surface vain stuff on our list, something like tall, dark, and handsome, six foot four, you know, six pack. You know what I mean? Like we we might we, we just have some stuff that really don't matter. Well really we need to look for character. Right. We need to look at his uh, emotional intelligence. We need to look at his emotional availability. Is he vulnerable? Like, is he gentle? You know, can he love? Can he receive love? You know, like all of the things yeah. that you've been talking about. We don't look at that. So my list, when I wrote my list, because I didn't know about a list, to be honest, until I was in my healing journey, which is sad. I really <laughs> didn't know about it. I did not list. When I wrote my list, yeah. what I found was, I wrote my list based on the character that I wanted in my man. I wasn't so much concerned about his physical appearance. Now, of course, I want to be fine. Okay, I like me a fine man, you know, but I feel like that that's something that's just understood, right? What's understood don't need to be explained. I'm not going to be attracted to somebody I'm not attracted to. So I don't need to write right. my list that he need to be attractive, that he need to be fine, that right. he need to have, you know, <laughs> waves and you know what I'm saying I don't need to put that on the list because I already know physically the type of man that I'm attracted to but what I needed to be clear about is the character is yeah, the heart that's good. and so I wrote my list over and over like but it has like you said it overlaps because I think because it wasn't superficial and so mm-hmm. like my mm-hmm. thing would be to encourage women to if you don't have a list like me you just out here dating boo don't do that don't do that. Yeah. Have reference. And then, you don't even got to call it a yes. list. Have reference to what it is you right. need in a man or what it is you right. desire in a man. And have realistic expectations and have non-negotiables. Yes. Like, there are some things like, okay, you know, that you may can give a little give a little take. But just have some things that you won't, you know, that you just not going to compromise on. That was really what let yes. me, let the, uh, the guy... It says make yeah, and you can make a list. Yes, that's good, Lakeisha. Make a list. Right. Don't no, seriously. Make a list of what you don't want because it's too dangerous to be out here. Yes, with no reference of what you're looking for, and then this man come along and maybe he on the outside looking everything looking good. Maybe he is fine. Maybe he you know is well dressed. Maybe he get in the bag. Maybe he got all these outward things, but maybe he trash emotionally. You know, maybe he's yeah. emotionally abusive. They're maybe he's far. emotionally unavailable. You know, all kind of things because we're we're looking on the outside. So absolutely, right. make a list right. of what you don't want, so that way you don't waste your time. That's right. I would say a lot of time. I will definitely say not just about the character just now, but when we talk about the list. We want to know, like, what do we desire in the future? For example, if you know you want kids, and this yes. person is like, I'm not having no kids, I don't want kids, I, no. that's never a goal for me, then that's important, too, because we're not only dating we for now. We, we, we're, the character has to also reflect what you want. Is the character who they are now? Do you believe in your heart that if they never change, will that character be enough to help you and help y'all achieve the vision of what y'all see y'all life looking like? Like, 
if you know good and well, you want somebody who, you know, they, they really, they, they, they want, you, you want somebody to help you, like you're an entrepreneur at heart, you know what I'm saying, like you're a grinder, this, yeah. this person like, I am very content at this level, I don't want anything more, I'm content with this life, you can have all the character you want, but if our goals can't become aligned to some, you know what I'm saying? That will become an issue too. So it's definitely the character. It's the character who they are now. Yes, you're gonna be attracted because I think most of the time people character. When you really not into all that vain stuff, they character will make them even more attractive. You know what I'm saying? It's like wait a minute, it will. Your it will do something to me. Like wait a minute, I feel. Come something. on, it be like just, wait. Boy. It be like hold on, you fine yeah. and you heal, you whole, you can show yeah. up, you vulnerable, you can listen. Like what? Yeah. And you love Jesus. Yeah. We're heading right now to the altar. I do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like yeah. that's the level up. That's the level yeah. up. You know, and I even think about having hard conversations while you're dating. Like, talking, it's like, having thing. those conversations, like, asking, like, where do you see yourself in the next two years, five years, yes. ten years? Like, what are your goals? What are your aspirations? Yes. Do you want a family? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, are are are, are you content with where you are? You know what I'm saying? Do Like, what is your long-term plans? You know, you these are things you need. What are your expectations in, in a marriage or of a wife? Like, what are, what are you looking for? You know what I mean? Like, I think these are conversations, especially when you're not healed, that you don't even know to have. And you kind of just get yeah. into a relationship and you're just like, you're going with the motion. And then you, along the way, you discover like, oh, wait a minute. We're not even on the same page here. But now you feel like you're too deep in and you don't want to, and now you, you don't want to separate because maybe you didn't got too much time in. You don't want to learn nobody all over again. You don't want to start over. Maybe you all didn't have a baby. And so you find yourself wanting to be stuck in a situation that is not going to be beneficial to where you're going. And what happens is, like, I heard somebody say, what happens when you become, when you start becoming clear on who you are or you start doing the work or you discover your identity and then that person either doesn't or they they haven't, you know, they don't know their identity, you just naturally grow apart. Yeah. You, yep, just, you can't yep. you can't grow together because you're not going in the same direction. And that's even more reason why it's so important to think of these character things, but also think, like, have questions. Like, when you're getting serious with somebody and y'all, like, talking about, like, y'all thinking y'all might want to just do this thing for real, y'all want to get committed, y'all want to get serious, y'all talking engagement. Like, before you get to that process, you should be then have these conversations. You should know clearly, like, if this person is truly in alignment, not just with me. I made a post a couple, like, the other month, and I said something like, especially for us as Christians, get out of here. My son, he is such a fool. Do not pay him no attention. Stop. Don't do that. Um, (laughs) But one thing I think, because we hear about being equally yoked a lot, right, as believers. Um, We know the Bible says, you know, do not be equally yoked. Y'all don't laugh. He wants y'all to laugh. That's why he came in here being silly. Um, but that, not to be unequally yoked with an unbeliever, right? What does light have to do with darkness? What does righteousness have to do with unrighteousness? We hear that a lot. And so we know that, you know, that on a basic level means that you shouldn't be yoked up with a person who's a non-believer. But one thing I think that is also equally important is that the foundation is, yes, y'all should have the same beliefs. Yes, y'all should have the same morals. Yes, y'all, you know, that foundation should be solid. But also what y'all need to know is, 
are y'all purposes in alignment, right? Are y'all even yeah. going in the same direction? Because y'all can have the same faith, but still have be going in two different directions in purpose, and and now you still end up growing apart. You still end up frustrated. Now you're talking about, oh, I'm I'm falling out of love, but really you're not falling out of love. You just discovered that this person ain't a good fit for your purpose and where God is calling you to. And this is why we should have these conversations and not be afraid to ask, like not be afraid to say, Hey, what what do you feel God is calling you to do? I feel God is calling me to do this. What what do you think about that? Like if God is calling you to ministry, but this person feel like God is calling them to do missions, but God ain't calling you to do missions. So what they going to be going doing missions while you in the pulpit? Like, you know, you got to think about, like, you know, it got to make sense, right? God, he does things decently and in order, right? You know, he, he's never setting us up to fail. But when we don't have these conversations and we stay on surface level and we don't get deeper in to really see, is this person a good fit? Like, is this yeah. somebody I want to build with? So, like, mm-hmm. I know, I know you're married. And so, like, how did you know that? Mm-hmm. That that was that he that they were the one. Well, let me just say this. One of the things I definitely want to say is I've learned that being unequal, being equally yoked, you, like you say, you can be unequally yoked with somebody who is a believer. <laughs> so it, it absolutely, honestly, like you know what I'm saying. So like again, it's on the alignment as far as my situation um, and. You know what I what I will say is as a as a wife, you know I'm one of those people who, um, as a proverb thirty one, I, I I make sure I cover my home. And so, what I will Absolutely. say is I have a very specific prayer. This was in twenty fourteen. Okay. Those who are part of the wedding, um, they know they know my husband knows. You know I had prayed a very specific prayer during the time in which I realized the things that I was asking for was not coming from a place of a healed perspective. Look, that's one of, look, that's one of my major to honor. She knows. Um, but um, it wasn't coming. That's what I'm saying. The list, when I'm telling y'all, that's what I said about the list. My list yeah. changed. And my list changed once I started realizing because the first list that I had was very prideful. It was coming from a place of like, mm, hmm, you know what I'm saying? That's good. It was not, and my list changed. And so it was a moment in which I went through where I know, like, I got real honest with God. And I said, God, forgive me for having this perspective that I had. And I know a lot of times we say, like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't need no man. I won't. Good. And I realized that was for me rooted in pride. It wasn't rooted from a sense of like, Oh, you don't know your worth. You don't know what you call it. It was like, ah, like I don't need nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I seen my yes. mama do it. She didn't raise all these kids. I don't need nobody. I'm good. Yeah. I'm this. And so a lot of my attitude towards people and towards men was, I don't need you. You, you an accessory. Mm. And which is like, you know. Real. So I had a very humbling several experiences, right? And, um, well, a couple of experiences, I had a very humbling couple of And it got to a point where I just really spent a lot of time with God. And I changed my language. And I said, Lord, forgive me for having this prideful attitude. Lord, forgive me for looking at your 
the people that you have, you created them just like you created us. You know what I'm saying? They have so much value just like, and I know we always talk about the Proverb 31, but the Proverb 31 yeah. is a Proverb 31 when she's in, you know, when she's being, she's already found, but she still has to be found. You know what we talk about? Oh, a yeah. man that finds a wife, but it says, like, you can't be married by yourself. You can't be a wife just by yourself. Like, you still have to be found, Absolutely. you know, at the end of the day. And so they both had weight. And so I had a very prideful mindset, horrible mindset, girl. And so when I had my humble experience, I prayed. I said a specific prayer, and I had wrote down some things. And I was like, I know this is beyond. The, what I wrote down, this ain't going to. This don't even Nobody but no. But I, Nobody I, I said it. Right, but do you know how you ask for something, but you ask asking for something that you think is beyond your wildest, like, you know what yes. I'm saying? Like, I, I think God loves it when we but, do that. And I'm realizing, but what I will say, <laughs> what I will say, because, you know, marriages work, what I knew is when I asked for that, thinking that it was something that didn't even exist or that I would never, never exist, and when... After I went through a phase in which I, like, had, God, I need this brokenness, this situationship, the trauma, the drama, everything from, you know, being in a relationship, the stronghold it had on me, the heartbroken, heartbreak it had on me. It was like, it was just, it had caused me to become a person I I said I never wanted to be. And when I said, God, I need to be, I need, I need to be healed. And it was this moment in which I just let loose and I cut everything off. I, it probably wasn't the best way to do it, but I did it. And I felt this <laughs> overwhelming sense of freedom. It's like I can hear the chain shattering. It's like I can Ooh, hear the chain come on now. I said what I said. Yes, I, oh, I never, thank you, Jesus. And one of the things I had prayed when this situation first happened, I said, God, do not stop my tears until I am changed. Don't stop Ooh, me from crying. That's Don't powerful. start the break until I am changed because I'm not going to keep coming to you praying in vain repetition. I'm not going to keep ab- abusing the fact that Ooh. you hear me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to keep mishandling the fact that you give me my opportunity, God. that you show me signs, and then I still did it. I don't want to keep being that same person. And so I told God, yes. this hurts, but do not take these tears away until I am changed. I don't cry about I don't have to care if I got to cry 40 days, 40 nights, 10 years. Don't Ooh. take it away from me. Something Come on with that broken spirit and contrite heart. I ever be in that situation again. And it was like, I really yeah. believe praying that prayer and being for real, even when it could have been easy to go back into stuff, I believe that is what caused the freedom. And then I remember going to church that after that situation, I remember going to church and I, and I started walking. And I was like, I started walking. I said, and I went the opposite way, right? Instead of, I usually walk clockwise. Yeah. But I walked the ministry and I walked the opposite way because I said, I am reversing the decisions I have been making. I am reversing the girl that I have been. So I was intentional. You got the cause. Listen. Listen. When I got okay. to that eighth, I think it was seventh or the eighth lap. I can't remember. My bishop oh my laid God. hands on me. And when he laid hands on me, 
I promise you, it was like something in my spirit. I could feel it is finished. Girl, and I got up and I feel, I said, man, I felt like I was, like I rose from the dead. Like it is, and ever since then, I never had that issue. I'm trying to keep calm. And I'm telling you. I'm trying to keep calm, my God. Not many days hence. I end up being, I end up going to, this was my first job outside of my master's program, and that's when my husband and I met. But the reason why I felt like I had peace to move is because when he matched the very exact thing that I prayed, thinking, I was like, this don't even exist. It don't even exist. Like, when I say, no, no, it's like, it's the people. And I'm trying because, you know, it's like, it's you know, I'm still covering my home and my marriage. But, like, Cover your home, woman of God. Cover your home. We ain't going to ever close you or ask you to uncover your home because we we honor covenant around here, okay? We honor God. We honor covenant. We honor honor the man of God. He ain't got to be on the podcast, but we honor him too. So, yeah, cover your house and however you feel comfortable, what you feel like saying, it's powerful. You whatever, what you're saying already is so powerful. It's like, I almost feel like I was there as you're describing this powerful moment you had with God. No, seriously, I'm over here like, I got to contain myself. I have to stay in this chair. I cannot get to be running around. I can't get to, because that is real. That's where we got to get to. We got to get to that breaking point. We got to get to that I'm tired of being tired. I'm, we got to get to that I'm desperate, and I am willing to do whatever it takes, God, for me to not go down this path again, I need you to break all these chains. I need you to break every yoke. I need you to set me free, break every soul tie, every stronghold, every familiar thing. And you have to get yes. to that place because if you're not in that place, you're it's, you're still going to kind of, you're going to waver. You know, you're going to mm-hmm. go back and forth because I did that. It took me a long time to finally get to that that place. With my ex. Yeah. God told me to leave him. I had every reason to leave him. Everything under the sun was happening. He was doing some of the most horrific things. I mean, it was the worst yeah. relationship I've ever been in. I literally cannot believe, like, it's nobody but God why I still have my mind. Uh, just all the things that I experienced in that. But for some reason, I couldn't let him go. Or every time I would let yeah. him go, I would go back. And even though I would say, Lord, oh, take it. You know, Lord, I don't want it. Oh, Lord, please, you know, take this from me. I can't take the pain no more. And I would be serious in the moment. But there was still a part of me that was wanting to hold on to that familiar place. Even though it was the very thing that was damaging me, I still, it was like, I got comfortable with the dysfunction. And so I yeah. kept going back. I kept going back. I kept going back. I would leave him, not talk to him for months, change my phone number, change everything, do all this stuff, and then find myself right back in communication with him. And I yeah. went through this like three or four times, to be honest, because I really, it's like I kept saying to myself, it's like my mind had left him, but my heart didn't. Yeah, My heart was yeah. very much still present in that thing yeah and it got it had to get to that point where i sat in this office where i'm at right here and it was just me and god and i was so tired and i was like at my wit's end and i'm like listen lord and i had to repent i had to repent but i had to get to the place and i begged god i said god please get me out give me a way of escape if you get me out this time i promise i give you my word i make a vow because i know what he's saying ecclesiastes you don't make it better to not make a vow to god than to make one and not keep it 
So if I tell yeah. God, I give you my word, I make a vow to you, I'm serious. And he know that because I don't say that loosely. And I'm like, I give you my word. I, I give you my whole vow that if you give me a way of escape this time, I'm not going back. Because every yeah. time I went back, it was worse and worse, and it was harder and harder to get out. And no matter how many times I thought he had changed, he ain't changed. That one bit. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying is so powerful, and it's almost like, it was like I was there, girl, living it in the moment as you were saying it, because I know what that's like. No, seriously. It was so powerful, yeah. Sunny. It really was. And I think that's a beautiful thing. For people to know, like, sometimes you just got to get to that breaking point. Sometimes yeah. you just really yeah. got to get to that that point where you're just like, I don't care no more. I don't care how I look. I don't care, Lord. I surrender all. Lither, please deliver yeah. me. Please help me get me out of this. Please, you know, heal me. Please, you know, whatever is in me that keeps drawing me to him. Like, so I had to start questioning myself, you know, to be honest. I'm like, Lord, yeah. what is in me? What's in me yeah. that makes me keep going back to this very thing yeah. that I know is damaging me? Like, why? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with me, Lord? What's, what's, am I crazy? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, these are conversations I had with God because I needed to understand what did I need to change? What needed mm-hmm. to change this time so I wouldn't go back? Yes, 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 absolutely. No, I... It it, it it takes the break. And for me, it took the breaking point. For me, it took me to be like, nah, they they may have issues, but I am the issue because nobody is forcing me to be with these people. Nobody is forcing me to let them in my life. Nobody is forcing me to choose yeah. to be character, that I, to become this woman that I said I never wanted to be. Nobody forced me to do that. Yeah. I became that. I willingly, I was a willing participant. So while there might have been things that was not in my control, there were things that were in my control. And so I had to, mm-hmm. that was, that's the other thing that Kill stands for. Have and hone emotional accountability and love. And so I believe that if you're going to heal, it's going to take some accountability too. And so I, I yeah. had to look at myself like, no, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. No, no, boo-boo. This you. This is on you at this point because nobody's yeah. forcing you in these relationships. Nobody's yeah. forcing you to let them entertain you or you to entertain them. No, 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 no. If you want something different, you better yeah. learn to become something different. And so when I got a hold of myself, my I was like, oh, no, oh, no. It was certain things that I did that my husband was like, wait, what? what? I said, no, you don't have to ask me to be with me. Now, I'm, I'm not saying ask me to. I'm saying to us to even be to get to talk, to go together, whatever you want to call the old school. <laughs> you have to ask me to date you. You have to ask me to be that significant yes. other with you. All the other times, yes. I allow myself to kind of be like, oh, you know, what we doing? Oh, we never made it official. No, 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 no. Come you on. are going to communicate your mouth. You are going to say what it is so that if things go left or right, Ooh. it ain't no well. He kind of was in a situation. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. We're not doing that no more. If you can't be assertive and, 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 and actually humble yourself to ask, then I cannot be with you. I couldn't do that. So it was just certain things that I was intentional about. I was like, okay, okay. I know it sounds corny. But no, you have to ask me to be with me. You're gonna ask, you know, you know, Kim, do you want to something? Make say something, but I'm not assuming nothing no more. Cause every time I assume, I end up with a. Text. 
I ended up heartbroken. I'm not assuming. I'm yes. not playing these games. I want clear communication. Yes. Make it clear. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I would, yes. If I could give anybody this, please establish clarity off the top, you know, and give them space. If they want, if they're looking for something that you're not, or if you're looking for something that they're not, be mature enough to communicate and create that space so that somebody can, so you can communicate and that they can feel comfortable enough communicating to you. Because the last thing you want is somebody yeah. pretending. You know what I'm saying? And it's not, they're not bad either way. Just, just, you know, just keep it a book. Be honest. And so people can be willing participants in the partnership versus feeling like they've been tricked into something. You know what I'm saying? Because so. I know, I, whew, I felt like I was bamboozled in my last one. I said, first of all, bro, you done morphed into a whole different person. First of all, yeah. you're not even who you you're not even who you was when we first started talking. How did you just... But again, you know, when you heal, there are just certain things you pay attention to. You know, because a person really is showing you who they are. It's just what you're wanting to see. You know, and I yeah. always say to myself, like, I don't want to see life and see things and see people through a broken lens anymore. You know, I don't want to see it with brokenness. I want to see it through clarity. I want to see it for what it is. I want to see it through healing. And I want I want not to be afraid yeah. to say, okay, listen, this is not what I want. Like, yeah, you, you know, you cool, but this is not what I want. Like, or like you said, I don't want to be, I want to be able to say, my standard is this. This is my boundary. Listen, bro, I'm asking it, okay? I don't know. I know. I don't know what you're into, but this is what I'm into. And if you're not into that, because that's really what led me to not continue to date the the last guy I was talking to. We got to the conversation, and it came up, you know, that I was asking it. He wasn't, and so I asked him a real question in the moment. I said, "Well, can you even date a woman who's abstinent and you're not?" And I respected his honesty. He was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think so. He was like, I just don't know. He was like, because that's not where I'm mm-hmm. at. You know, I really view, you know, having that kind of physical intimacy as the way I connect with my woman. You know, that's how, you know, we really, you know, become, you know. And I was just like, I respected that. And there was no hard feelings. I wasn't mad. He wasn't mad. We still cool. That's my dude. But yeah. I could say no. This is not what I want, and I could be clear to move on because I know, like, this is my standard. Yes, my standard is I want clarity. I don't want to just fall into the, what we doing? You know what I'm saying? I don't want to just fall into the, well, we ain't never yeah. make it official. Or, you know, or if you go out and I've kept you with somebody else, well, I ain't never said you was my woman. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to deal with that anymore. I want you to say, yeah. like you said up front, like, listen, if you want to pursue something with me and you want to be exclusive, you need to communicate that. And we need to be on the same page. We need to be in agreement. And we need to, first of all, we need to understand what that means. Um, because another thing that, that the guy said that I thought was interesting, he said he didn't feel like cheating was cheating if you're not married. And so I, I was like, so, you know, you basically like it's okay to step out because you're not married. So, you know, even like having those kind of conversations, you need to know, like, what does relationship mean to a person? What does commitment mean to a person? Like, Everybody, that can be different for everybody. You think, because in your mind, us being in a relationship means we committed, we exclusive, I'm not dating nobody else. But what if that person in their mind, they just mean, I, you my girl, you my main girl. And I still got two or three side pieces over here. 
You know what I'm saying? These are, in 2022, you need to have these conversations. You need to talk about these things because this is right. how you get into those gray areas. <laughs> so what was you about to say, girl? I'm you have something to say. Yeah, like, uh, we, so uh, what I was going to say is, and I'll, I'll say this, you know, be wrapping it up, but, um, yeah, yeah what I was going to say that my said that I, like, values is, like, commitment starts well before you go to the altar. And I'm a firm believer in that too. So when the guy said, like, oh, my mindset is this if you wait until you get to say I do, then you don't. Oh. If you wait, if you yeah. sit with somebody who already know that the intention was that you were working towards supporting yeah. so that you can be, if you, if you got. 11.59 before, the night before the wedding, to do whatever you're going to do to get it all out. You probably do not. If you wait to say I then you don't. Because it starts in the heart before it gets to the altar. And if it's that, then I, I don't know. How do you even know you can if you got an altar, you know, so that's just my mindset. That was good. I think that's a good way to end the podcast because at the end of the day, as we are heal girl heal, you know, and we're and we have already established, you know, is it worth the wait to to really work on you? Healing is about you, right? You're not healing for a relationship. You're not healing for a marriage. You know, you're not healing for another individual. You're healing for you. So you're able to be the best, most whole version of yourself that you're able to show up at the, at the most authentic version of you. And so that's really always to be at the forefront that all of the work that I'm doing, the commitment that I have in this thing, right? The, the grit that I'm putting behind it is because this is what I'm doing for me. And when you keep that at the forefront, it, it's right. easier to stay in the game, right? Even when you experience those highs and lows, you know, and you it, and it hurts, right? Because it does. But you're able to stick with it. You have that wherewithal because you you know, like me healing was me. I now I can be a better mom for my kids because I'm already a mom. You know what I mean? Because I have these children that I'm raising, right? So not so it ain't about me being a wife. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? That's that's cool too. But I'm a mom already, and I need to show up as the best version of, of their mother, right? I need to be able to love them. I need to be able to be the example. I need to be able to, you know, to honor and respect them, you know, and respect their boundaries and to have boundaries. Like, there are so many things that I need to learn as a mom. So my healing, it helps me to be a better better me, what I'm already, right? I'm already a daughter. I'm already a, a sister. I'm already a friend. I'm already a businesswoman, you know, I'm already, I'm already thing. So I, I want to show up as the best version of me because I don't want to come in here and continue to bleed on people and to cut people, even my kids. Cause we don't realize, cause I, I grew up with parents who was obviously, they needed, they needed to work on their own issues. And because they failed to do so, 
I had to deal with the with the cut. I had to deal with the bleeding. I had to deal with them, you know, lashing out out of their hurt and their wound and their pain because they never addressed it. And so it affects our children. You know, it affects everything. It affects our friendship. So healing is about you. This is a personal journey that you do so you can be happy and content and find peace within yourself. And if you don't ever get married, that you're still loving you and living your best life, okay? Because who's to say, right? You may desire to be, but there's no guarantee. And you can't say, I'm healing so I can be a wife. Because what happens if you don't become a wife? Was the healing not worth it? You know, do you throw it out the window? So I just always like to make sure that women know as much as we talk about healing for a relationship or for this or that, it's really healing just to be whole, just to be you, right? And so um, I just appreciate you, Sunny. You super dope, man. You did you you got the podcast super lit, which I'm excited about. This is the season finale. You have added so much wisdom, so much value um, to the podcast. I know these women will appreciate. I know they'll glean from it. I know they'll grow from it. You know, um, if they're in your area, you know, um, if they're in Wisconsin, if you're still in Milwaukee, where are you at? Yeah. So, yes, and I offer right now, I'm offering sessions. Individuals. Yes, tell them them what Um, you offer. yeah, so um, they can sign up for so they can sign up for phone calls or Zoom. Um, so and I recognize some people may not be there, you know. Um, we like a little bit healing coach. You feel like you want to start a healing journey. Maybe you feel like you you may be have a therapist, but you. In between therapy sessions, you kind of want somebody to see you that put coaching along. I offer those sessions right now. Um, I also have the heal. Um, our fourth conference coming up. September. Tickets are going to be on. I'm trying to be in the building. You just got to give me the info. Okay. <laughs> Look, come on in. The theme this year is. You have a right to remain healing. And so, come on. Ready? Going to be a lot of work that I'm having. So, I'm going to be a lot of the sessions. And I have a guest coming. Her name is Jada West. Is in soul care. And also is in the staff. And she's just really going to have her in the But, you can find all that at com. You can follow me on or on Facebook at You can follow me on TikTok too or whatever. I just thank you so much. It was lit. I always opportunities when we have natural conversations that help individuals to be whole. You know, I won't. I'll be whole. And so we have thank you. Yeah, put all her handles in there. Put her IG, put her Facebook, put her um yeah, put in her TikTok, please. If you could do that for us, um, I appreciate that. Um, just so the people can get it, especially people who watch the replay. 
um, so they can have that because, again, you know, I'm not a mental health professional, um, and so I always want to encourage people, you know, sometimes coaching, you know, is not just what you need. Sometimes, you, like you said, you can combine coaching with mental health. You know, you can get counseling, you can get therapy, um, but whatever you got to do to heal, like, don't hesitate. Don't don't put it off. Don't think, you know, you will still have time. You know, don't think it's not that important. You know, it's it's the most important investment you can make in you, right? This is, this is you investing in you, right? You know, we talk about investing, you know, you can invest in the stock market. You can invest in real estate. You can invest in a company, right? And, yes, you can yield a return, but the best and, and the most beneficial and I think the most valuable return you will ever get is when you invest in you. And so, please, by all means, you guys, go check out Sunny. Y'all already see the fire that she brings. Y'all get a little, you know, y'all got a little appetizer. So y'all already know, you know, she's coming with truth. You know, she's she's real, but she's wise. You know, she has the tools. She has the skills. You know, she has everything. So it's, I don't see, like, I don't know what else y'all need. You know what I mean? I don't know what else y'all would need. Like, but get your healing. Like, heal, girl, heal. Just period. Like, that's what this is all about heal don't keep suffering don't keep putting it off don't keep settling for how you've been all your life don't keep making an excuse don't think that you can't be healed because you think your situation is so bad you know you think your past or the hurt is so deep that you it's not true it's not true right and so we just want to leave you guys with if you don't get nothing else out this podcast understand why it's so important to heal girl heal it's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. If you single right now, even if you married, if you engage, it's never too late. Yeah. You can heal, girl, heal. And that's exactly the message that we wanted to relay. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I'm sure we'll be doing some, you know, some more things in the future because this is my new homie right here. You know, so I, I got some other things that I got going on coming up soon. So I'm going to definitely reach out. I love <laughs> to create community with my sisters. I love for us to get together. I love for us to just to be able to like support each other. Support, you know what I mean? Like just to really be cuz sometimes you don't be healed and you don't know how to support somebody. You know, sometimes it got you think it's competition. It's like, "No, we we can do this together. We can help these women get healed together. We can right. we can collaborate and we can touch more lives together, right?" It's not a competition. I'm not mad, you know, if somebody get healed through her or somebody else. As long as you got healed, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Right. And so I – that's it. And, and so I just – I don't respect the person. I don't respect Just heal. <laughs> that's it. Like, listen, as long as you heal, as long as you evolve and you growing, as long as you're able to be the best version of you, that's what it is. That's what it's about. And so I just appreciate Sunny's time. I know she's a busy woman. You know, she has, she wears a lot of hats, you know. But, again, she took time out of her day to grace us on the Purity After Promiscuity podcast where we are redefining a woman's words. And I always like to leave all of my beautiful, wonderful sisters with this reminder. Remember, your past does not define you. It develops you. And you are worthy. So thank you, Sunny, so much. I'm going to DM you here in a minute. And Thank you.